you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the League Podcast won't pick you up from the airport. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes, Chris Wessling, Mark Sessler, and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. Good to see you guys again. You were you were away oh, this weekend. Man, what a How weekend. was Balmer? Big wedding outside Balmer, and... Uh, because I booked my flight late, I traveled uh, through four different cities, four different airports to get this done, including, I will say, right off the top, and this is no sh- uh, shield shadowy league figure telling me so, went through the Minnesota airport to get to Maryland, by the way, via Los Angeles, and one of the greatest airports I've ever been in. So now I'm all wow. in on well, Super Bowl 2018. Well, I've been there, too. No, it's, it's an excellent. Oh, it's that's a reason to have a Super Bowl. Great. 22 places to eat. I was, it's amazing. Great I, airport. Yeah, I was traveling. Might as well just hold the Super Bowl at the airport. <laughs> I was traveling with my buddy Bob, and we decided well, all the league officials did was they landed in the airport. They took a look around the concourse, had some food options, and they got back and went to their respective cities. It's like, all right, let's do it. Mark, they have a new stadium. Nice airport. Mark yeah. and Greg and I were talking about this on uh, – Sunday, I think this guy must be a really good friend for you just to fly across the mm. country and go to his wedding. Yeah, that was Brian Levin, great friend of mine. I used to live with him in uh, Hollywood, and we go back together a long way in New York. But that's that's the other thing about weddings. It's like, do they know that you're coughing up five hundred dollars to get there? And then you have to give a wedding gift. What's up with that? No How one's much, getting what do married. I have to do? Yeah, anyone getting married is so under the under the water at that point that they don't realize the sacrifice. But you're right, going to a wedding. Is expensive. I, I told Greg the list of people I would cross the street to go to a wedding is like five. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out, though. Um, yeah, so that, and also at the wedding, there were some Around the League podcast listeners Ooh. and a lot of chatter about the team of ATL, a lot of buzz, a lot mm. of heat, mm-hmm. and uh, people what heat making means. suggestions. And also, someone who um, I bumped into somebody at the wedding that thought Chris Wessling was Adam Rank. It's an outrage. <laughs> so, That's troubling in many ways. And I had a I had to correct him and say, no, Chris Wessling is not Adam Rank. So it was, you know, a lot of good, a lot of good talk, a lot of ATL talk. That's good. We have a we have a great show. Did I miss anything? Did you guys anything happen this weekend that I missed? 
All right. No. It checks out as well. <laughs> um, all right, so we have a big show today. Um, Wes, you wrote a nice piece about trade candidates uh, that after free agency in the draft, there are some guys that don't fit anymore and could be candidates to go this summer via trade. That will be interesting. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get into um, hard knocks. I wrote a piece predicting who the hard knocks team will be, so we'll kind of get everybody's opinion on who they want and who might be the most likely to do it. Uh, Gold Standard, behind the glass, how are you, buddy? Doing great. Thanks, Dan. You'll hear a, a, it sounds like I'm shaving back here. In fact, this laptop is just, it's got a, a whirring noise this morning. I don't know what happened. It is, it you is could funny. use a shave. I, c- I really could, though. This is, this is a $10 billion company, and yet the studio seems to be falling apart by the week. He's yeah. like a 1982 Apple IIe. <laughs> Mark, I desk. want you to call Rog and tell him about the I'll situation going on in I'll here. I'll get that done. Apple makes electric razors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. The gold standard behind the guys. I want to just give you the floor real quick before we get to news. Um, some sad news. His idol, my version of Don Mattingly. Landon Donovan left off USA's um, World Cup roster. Gold standard, crushed by it. Let's let Zach say a few words. Thanks so much, Dan. Well, you know, as we all know, Landon Donovan, the greatest (laughs) athlete on planet Earth. Wow. um, And a kind-hearted gentleman at that was cruelly axed from the United States men's national team's Mm. World Cup roster. Um, so I'm pouring out a frappuccino back here for him, <laughs> and uh, just saying a big, a, a big prayer to the big man upstairs that uh, we'll all get through this all right, and that the United States of America will continue to be the greatest country on planet Earth. <laughs> wow. Let's see, well, you know what? That was a mm-hmm. nice little send off for Landon. Turned a little xenophobic, but yeah, it, it was, got it yeah, got, got turned a little, a little bit there, but... like USA chants in the background. But Landon Donovan not on the team. Actually, I'm just starting to get into soccer a little bit. We have a lot of soccer fans that listen to the podcast. And one of my greatest sports moments as a fan was being at a New York City bar at like 7 in the morning when he scored that goal. The Algeria goal. And the place just went nuts. And I remember thinking for a second I was going to become a true soccer fan. Hasn't happened yet, but Gold Center, you're pushing me that way. Yeah, The greatest athlete in the world (laughs) has never won a World Cup. Well, the U.S. I think, never question it, I, I, I oh, think sorry. The, <laughs> I think the key phrase that Dan had b- before he sent it to you, Zach, was a few words on Landon. <laughs> that, that's about all we wow. need. Wow, it's fair. <laughs> all right, so that was good. I wanted to give Zach the stage because I actually saw a tweet where he said something along the lines, I tried to write something and I couldn't even do yeah, it. Yeah, I, so I was like, this guy's serious I about was being really upset. heartbroken. No, I, on the real Liter- though, literally I've never, yeah. I Literally, literally. crestfallen. I never <laughs> want to see that picture again. Um, <laughs> on the real, I've never, I was telling someone downstairs, I've never been starstruck around an athlete except that one occasion, Landon mm. Donovan, as mm. a 10-year-old boy. Wow. Well... So like three years ago. Three years ago. <laughs> this is a, <laughs> but this is also as a young man, you learn life is filled with disappointments, and you have to just overcome. It's true. I've long since made peace with disappointment, Dan. <laughs> All right, great. All right, let's do some news. Let's do it. This is a football podcast. Notice how that the the buzzer just turned off immediately when <laughs> Zach's microphone came. Mark, you need to get on the horn with Park Avenue on this. Yeah, Dan, I will. <laughs> okay, good. All right, we'll start in Miami where a Dolphins player, this is interesting, says that new Miami's Dolphins offensive coordinator, Bill Lazor. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. Yes. Awesome name. Bill Lazor, who worked under Joe Gibbs, Dan Reeves, and Mike Holmgren before joining Chip Kelly's staff in Philadelphia 
and this is I like using Wes's wording in his posts. If the early word out of South Beach is any indication, that one year with Kelly has had the biggest influence on Lazer's offensive philosophy. Here's a quote from one undisclosed Dolphins player telling Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald. It's reminiscent of Chip Kelly's offense in Philadelphia with a tempo and style. There are some West Coast offense concepts, some shotgun, some under center. They've discussed having both no, no huddle and huddle. It's fast tempo. Get excited, Philadelphia. I mean... Get Miami. excited, Miami! Wait, you... <laughs> what? I don't know what that sound effect that's was. Bill, that's that's lasers. That's oh, lasers. Yeah, lasers. Oh, lasers. should have known. Perfect. I like that sound effect for really any anytime we're talking high-octane offenses. It's like a, an entire organization liftoff. Wave because the there's no way this isn't true, what I just read. They are going to be better than Philadelphia's offense, based on <laughs> what I'm hearing. I trust this player implicitly. What if he comes up against a defensive coordinator named Joe Radar? <laughs> <laughs> so what do we think about this? Uh, well, I was waiting for you to weigh in, since you obviously think Chip Kelly is a horrible human being. Well, and now whoa, people are... Whoa, 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 that's not true. Oh. But it, are there any remote control cars on the field in Miami yet? Because that's when you know a coach is really on his game. <laughs> that's what I've learned. Well, you know, a guy, it's not about himself and drawing attention no, to himself. Miami, it's about improving a team any way possible. Miami will do that next year because they're just cheap following Chip Kelly. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> a year I too do, late. I do like, as a New York Jets fan and someone that's always rooted against the Dolphins, I do like Handsome Hank, the notorious DOP, reading a story like this as a Dolphins fan and thinking it's true. Well, I think it makes Miami interesting, actually. Yeah, I, this has speaking been, cheap. speaking of radar, this has been under the radar, the Dolphins and the Jaguars are the two teams with the least number of 30-point games over the last two years. They've only had two games over 30 points. They need help on offense. I think it's interesting that you've got, A, a guy here in Laser that came from a Mike Holmgren West Coast offense. You had Pat Shermer, who was in that West Coast (laughs) offense. No, no, no. What a coaching trick. If you watch Pat Shermer run an offense the way he was taught to growing up in the NFL, one of the dullest attacks on field in years. He goes into Philadelphia's rehabilitation program. We haven't heard from him since, but he's going to come out if he ever does an offensive coordinator gig, a different different guy, a, a hmm. Chip Kelly guy. Now, Laser. Is he allowed to been, do anything in Philadelphia? Well, not at this point, but Laser's Wait, come up who, with the who same was it? thing. What's his name? Pat Shermer. No, I heard of him? No, not him. Bill Laser. <laughs> I just, I, I guess for me, when I watched what the Eagles did last year, why aren't there 22 teams doing this? Why is it two? Wait, we're giving Miami the benefit of the doubt they've, they've already mastered it now that they've picked <laughs> this up? Attempting to well, change offense the that pa- way. A lot of teams, the Patriots did it a couple years ago. The Broncos did it a couple years ago. The, the one thing in the NFL is, though, it's not always great to be at the end of the trend. Mm. You want to be starting it. You yeah, know what I mean? Because by the time you're doing it, defenses are starting to catch up to that a couple of years you're later. You're, of course, referring to the Jets going back to the ground and pound, innovators in a new <laughs> era. Forget about the passing era in the NFL. We're back to the ground. The, the one thing, <laughs> as a Ryan Tannehill believer, and yes, my belief has wavered slightly after a second year that was a little disappointing, but I'm happy that there's a new offense there, a new offensive coordinator. Everyone always made the case Mike Sherman is going to be great for Ryan Tannehill because there's so much continuity between what he did in college and what he did in the pros. But what if, just think about it, what if Mike Sherman is a little bit of a millstone around Ryan Tannehill's neck? I mean, what has Mike Sherman done Hmm? over the last 10 years that's so great that we should have thought that he's helping this guy? 
maybe Ryan Tannehill can only fulfill his potential now that Sherman's out. I'm still trying to piece together the millstone comment. I'm saying maybe he's just an anchor. Mike Sherman took apart the Packers. He was terrible there. He was terrible as a – he wasn't really that great as a coach in college. I'm just saying maybe, maybe Tannehill will get better without Sherman. How about that? It's time to move on. No one cares. <laughs> Seems believable. Seems credible to me. Let's move on to Minnesota where Christian Ponder, who you know a lot of us believe that or have believed that he's the odd man out in Minnesota – um, after Matt Castle was re-signed and then the drafting of Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe not the case. NFL's, NFL media's Albert Breer reports that Ponder will share first-team reps and off-season practices along with Castle and Bridgewater. Uh, here's one little note from Breer as well. Pondered, Ponder has dropped 2% of his body fat and gained 5 pounds of muscle uh, per Breer. Uh, I don't know if his fitness was an issue, but... Wes, what do you think about this? He also has 42% improved torque. Mm. Oh, okay. I always thought he <laughs> needed all torque. better torque. Well, yeah. None of that stuff means anything. Yeah. I like that Wesleyan points out that part of that five pounds of added muscle <laughs> is the first sale sign around his neck. Oh. <laughs> wow. Bang. <laughs> so we're, that's what this is all about. Is that fair well, to say? Well, that's not what Albert's report was, but that's what I inferred from it. Why else would... You, why else would you re-sign Castle, draft Bridgewater, and then start giving Ponder first-team reps? Maybe Rick Spielman, who drafted Ponder, still has in the back of his mind just a little bit of hope that, hey, here's a new coach for Christian Ponder, North Turner, who d- done a great job with quarterbacks. Maybe, just maybe, he could make my terrible draft book look better and there's a little bit of a chance well, maybe that's all it is Spielman, Spielman is lucky to still be a general manager in Minnesota mm-hmm. after the quarterback disaster that went on week after week last year and getting rid of Ponder and cleaning up this mess sooner than later would be advised he undermined any belief in Ponder by picking Teddy Bridgewater let's move to Indianapolis where Pep Hamilton is getting all in behind a wide receiver group uh, that has the potential to be one of the best in the league this year. Here's a quote from Hamilton. We're going to be a score-first team. We're going to do whatever we need to do to score one more point than our opponent, which, I don't know, that's kind of a funny <laughs> quote in general. It's like, well, obviously, bro. But, that's a good idea, Yeah, but, more uh, than the opponent. Yeah, and so basically the bottom line here is instead of really trying to force the run uh, with a, a backfield with question marks, you got Trent Richardson, Vic Ballard, and Ahmad Bradshaw. You have Andrew Luck. We're going to let Andrew Luck lead the way, which makes plenty of sense. You essentially have a backfield that's a poo-poo platter. Bradshaw coming off a neck surgery that some people thought was going to threaten his career. Vic Ballard coming off ACL injury. And Trent Richardson coming off 2.9 yards per carry. Oof. Why would you design your offense around the backfield, which is what Pep Hamilton tried to do last year, and it appeared for a couple games early in the season when they knocked the 49ers around, beat the Seahawks, that maybe they could get away with a physical attack, but it doesn't really fit their personnel. And that was my hesitation in making the Colts around the league's team that Pep Hamilton's philosophy was not suited to his personnel. It was just a stubborn thing he had going for himself. I think it's one of the more encouraging messages Colts fans could hear all offseason is that Hamilton's kind of, not unlike Ron Rivera to some degree, gonna, he's going to grow. He's willing to change. And I would, I would argue that if, if uh, Bradshaw had stayed healthy and Ballard had stayed healthy last season, this team might not have made that Trent Richardson trade. 
I think that that marriage to that type of offense forced them to have to keep restocking, get that running back in to do what Pep Hamilton wanted to do, took him into a dark corner. It takes a lot for them to back out. And listen, Andrew Luck is as a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, like some of the better quarterbacks that can run an offense and do everything with his arm, let him free. Maybe he's just not going to wait, Pep Hamilton that is, to fall behind in games to actually uncork the offense that's their best approach to scoring points. Maybe he had an epiphany in the Kansas City game. Hey, we can score mm. 45 points if we just let Andrew Luck mm-hmm. and the best players on the field take control instead of waiting. And I think they started to segue into that sort of offense late. I just hope it's not all talk that Pep Hamilton isn't stuck you know, in that Stanford run-first mentality. Michael Vick continues to send some mixed signals in New York. Last week, remember he said that, I believe his wording was, uh, he's competing, in. he'll be competing this summer with Geno Smith, but he's not in an open competition. Uh, now he says he could take the Jets to their first Super Bowl since Joe Namath. Uh, here's his quote, I just feel like I can help any football team, any organization, particularly this team, which makes sense, get to a Super Bowl. It's tough at this stage of my career because I still feel like I'm a fairly young player and I can still keep up. People make it seem like I'm getting older, which he is, and things are not the same. I beg to differ. It's almost like he's responding to his other quotes. Like, <laughs> it is. Hey, it, remember I was backing off last week? Now I'm back again. He has one more quote. I think Gino is going to be the starter. I think he's going to start the season off. I think Gino has every opportunity <laughs> to go out and have success. He's going to get that opportunity. My, my two takeaways immediately is, number one, he's saying that Gino will be given the job because organizationally he's supported, which I've thought from the beginning. But he's also saying Gino Smith isn't that good. I'm better. I'm going to take his job. He's saying it. It's right there in a quote in May. And the other thing is, <clears throat> Michael Vick, had, you know, quiet down, Mike. Well, that that's my takeaway. You that know, just quiet down. Michael Vick's been the center of attention in Philadelphia for the last few years, and he's had a lot of media attention ever since he left jail. But New York is different. It's not the same as Philadelphia. And I just starting to think hearing Vic talk every week, it's going to be such a roller coaster and it's going to be such drama week after week because he's on the Jets. As bad as the Eagles uh, reporters are in terms of just mixing it up and just the Eagles are a big story there, it's not like New York. And I'm just foreseeing this nonstop roller coaster of what Vic says in New York. And it ultimately being annoying to Dan and other Jets fans. Yeah, I think it is going down that road potentially. And Dan, who wagered a sandwich that uh, Michael Vick would be high the backup sandwich. in week one, <laughs> and I wagered the opposite. I don't like where Dan's at at that bet right now. I think that sandwich is going my way because this guy is a grade-A nuisance. And this is, what the gla- hey, this is what the Glacier signed up for because after all months and months of what a great teammate Michael Vick is, and I don't doubt that, in the end, he keeps weaving these comments. And how many posts have we written on Michael Vick and his take on the quarterback scenario at this point? Well, 23? I don't, think, I don't think he means anything by it. I think it's just now that it's in New York, it's gonna, he's going to end up saying a few loose things right. that get played different ways. And, and I have no problem with him being competitive and thinking he's still the guy he once was. I just think he needs to not talk so much because, like, like Greg said, this is not Philadelphia. This is New York, and New York is – the press wants this to be a thing, and he's just feeding the monster. The press will ensure this is a thing. Right. right. It's got to be a thing. Not right. even just the local press. The national press will too. And part of the problem is he's asked the question over and over and over and over. Put him away. Don't force him to talk to anyone. 
Lock him away somewhere. Get him the this Manz- guy out of here. Give him the Manziel treatment. He should put him in the underground bunker where the real Rex Ryan is. Just keep them together. <laughs> I like that. They'll, they'll get along. They need, they need friends. Um, <clears throat> all right. So that is some of the news from over the weekend. Uh, on Friday, I was, I was working in the office alone. And it turned out to be uh, a Black Friday. A lot of depressing news. I don't know what you guys are doing on Friday. I'm sure you had nice days. My day was filled with court filings and arrests and, um, you know, people being happy to get misdemeanors instead of felonies. It was really not fun. And uh, why don't we just go through it real quick, a quick rundown. Uh, It starts with the Colts owner, Jim Ursay, who, um, you know, he was arrested back in March on a traffic stop for a a suspicion of intoxicated driving. Uh, The... The filing of the legal work got delayed because he went to rehab for his issues, and now it came down on Friday. Two misdemeanor charges um, on for uh, two misdemeanor charges connected to that arrest. So this leads to a lot of interesting things, like uh, you know what will happen. He's Ursay is fortunate that the charges weren't more serious, but also it does leave him wide open for league discipline from Roger Goodell. He'll be suspended, which will not affect the product on the field. It will just mean instead of watching the game from his high-octane, opulent owner's suite, <laughs> he will watch the game in his high-octane, opulent home. <laughs> I picture him in, like, jewel-encrusted thrones watching these games <laughs> with, like, people serving him banana smoothies. People, <laughs> Banana smoothies. Sounds good. Well, it's going to be nothing more than a banana but smoothie. People are going to be around the sports world very interested to see the punishment that Roger Goodell gives to Ursay. Players, players will be are watching this very closely. Yeah, I think that's fair. Fair to say, and we'll see. We'll see the sendings. And it was a very strange story, Dan. You know, I, I was on with you at the time, and you know there was a statement from Ursay thanking the Hamilton County Prosecutor's Office for not uh, issuing or filing a felony charge against him, which that. That's just a first for me that there was it was a yeah, thank was you to the unusual. to the office for their professionalism and not finding the felony which would have been for prescription medication. So the the whole situation's uncomfortable. He'll get some sentencing and then we'll see what the NFL does. Can we stop calling for suspensions before the legal process runs its course? With the exception of Ben Roethlisberger, Goodell has not suspended people before the legal process right. happens. So it's not going to happen with the owner either. Uh, one of the more unsettling moments of Friday. Uh, revolved around Baltimore Ravens running back Ray Rice and his wife, Janae, who together addressed the media in what was called a a news conference, but really wasn't. It was he read a prepared statement off his uh, handheld phone, and uh, it was was really kind of... um, surreal watching the press conference unfold he he did not acquit himself well it was uh, it, some of the things he said were a little touchy and then you know quotes the quotes didn't read like a guy apologizing for this serious incident he was involved in at one point he, he, it seemed like he thanked a, a high school coach or a college coach and he had quotes like i'm still the same guy you know as me and janae wish we could take back 30 seconds of our life we are better parents better lovers what and we're also better friends after this situation. The whole thing was weird, and it did not come off well for Ray Rice. It was it was just one of the more strange press conferences I've ever seen in my life. And I think I must have had the same reaction that everyone that watched it did, which is, why are they holding this press conference? I think the idea was to smooth things over with him publicly, but it just it was one of those private matters that felt like it should have kept private. It was so awkward to watch. To your point, it was uncomfortable. The uh, I noticed that. The Twitter mob was out in full force. 
really having a hard time with the fact that he did not apologize to his wife in public. Of course, he's apologized to her in private. They got married the next day or something. So right. yeah, I but think if you're going to call the charade, you got you should do it in that spot. Right, too, I, I think, think it's a personal thing, but I don't think he has to answer to the Twitter mob. Right, I, I totally agree with that. But it, it, again, that brings up why are we even why are we even talking about it? It should have it's the it felt like such a private thing. Why are you trying to make it into this news? Con- it was very strange to see a wife. Uh, sitting there at the dais with the team, she apologized but, too. But there's no coach and GM. There's no one else. It you have to. It was just a strange look. Yeah, the timing the of it was dumped it was right before weird. Memorial Day. More misdemeanor fun. Broncos safety T.J. Ward has been charged with simple assault and disturbing the peace after an incident at a Denver nightclub earlier this month, uh, according to authorities. This also happened on Friday. Uh, Ward appeared in court that day. As um, you might have been aware, a warrant uh, a warrant had been issued for his arrest last Thursday. That warrant was vacated Friday, but he still has charges. Uh, June 23rd is the next date. This is obviously not a great thing. The, the Broncos spent a lot of money to bring this guy in, solidify their secondary, and now he has a court case hanging over his uh, head right when all these su- summer football activities are beginning. And were you brown, he'd be suspended for 12 to 16 games. <laughs> Man, it is sticking with you, this Josh Gordon thing. It was a rough day. I'm watching what happens to all these guys in comparison to that. I mean, it was a rough day for the Broncos. Their uh, personnel executive, Matt Russell, was sentenced to seven months in jail as well. DUI, first time DUI. Got the book thrown at him. I think the the idea was this was about as ugly a day of news (laughs) that I can ever remember. I'm not done yet. There's one more. Um, There was a fake hoax filed against Johnny uh, Manziel. Another uh, Cleveland Brown, Mark. So you answer to this. No, there's nothing to answer to. The whole thing was a charade, if you will, uh, perpetrated by some you know goober that wanted to get some publicity. Someone that's filed tons of lawsuits against prominent people, quickly shot down by uh, Manziel's people. And then it sounds like um, Johnny Football might even be taking some legal action against the person. Um, it was that created the hoax. It, it you were a factory of sadness. Oh, that's not fair. No, I was talking about her. I was talking about her. Outrageous. Not your team. Outrageous. Your team's <laughs> I you like and your soccer players. It, it, uh, if you read through the accusations in that lawsuit, it was, cre- it was they got bizarre. <clears throat> creative. Yeah. Does anybody? Can we read any of them on air? Uh, uh, no, I don't know. Really. Long John <laughs> Silver's was mentioned prominently. A Vienna sausage. Yeah, yeah. that was mentioned. Was in the mix. Why is that allowed that people can just file lawsuits and it's accepted by the courts? It just seems weird to me. Couldn't shouldn't someone be be like, yeah, I don't think this one's for real. I don't think you know. Shouldn't there be some quality control? I don't know. I was going to say that it's beyond it's, my grasp. That part of the responsibility <laughs> is the media's decision not to pick it up. But I'm looking across the room and there's a Greg Rosenthal byline <laughs> with this well, exact story uh, attached to it. So. It's oh, an interesting, interesting question. I retract that comment. It's an interesting question. And Greg if, paid by the click, by the way. I don't know. If you no, know stop. <laughs> it's an interesting question. We of course ignored it because it's so ridiculous until the point. That we didn't ignore it. No, until the point that <laughs> his agent comes out and publicly says, "Hey, this thing out here is a hoax." And then the and the headline news contributor that it was filed under that supposedly she comes out and says, "Hey, this is a hoax." And then Ian reports that it, it was filed by this guy that was a, a frequent flyer person that just files a lot of <laughs> what crazy kind of life lawsuits. do you have to be know. that guy? That would easily be and one then of at us. That, if we at that point, they're the making show. a statement. You gotta you gotta do it. By the way, if um, 
That's Friday is kind of how I imagine hell if hell was always working in, uh, around the league shift mm. in a newsroom. It would just be story after story after story like that, only it would never end until the end of time. <laughs> this would be a good this would be a good podcast I get topic. My my version of hell how I imagined it is always you have an ice cream headache forever. <laughs> I've never had an ice cream headache. That's tough. Wow. That's tough. That to was top. That's bad. That's like people being afraid of clowns. I don't really believe in ice cream headaches. <laughs> well, you don't think they exist. I've never had oh, one. I've had Wes is oh. a unique person. Seems, like a, bit of, seems like a bit of a prima donna tactic to me. What? No, they're t- I have an ice cream headache. I can't. Well, Stop eating so much well, ice cream. Well, it's <laughs> potentially self-created because it's like, oh, it's, I'm going to scoop a bunch of cold stuff into created. my mouth and then I'm going to complain about it. Right, but it only It only lasts 15 seconds, so I don't think people are like, well, I'm not coming Wait, into work today. What's the scoop you, down, never had, You've never had it. Like, ever had an ice cream headache? Frankly, it sounds made up. You ever had, a, you ever had a Slurpee? You ever had a Slurpee and then taken a gulp of a Slurpee and then it went to your head? We had peanut butter and water when I was kids. We didn't have Slurpees. <laughs> How old are you, Wes? It's like two pieces of metal <laughs> being thrust against your skull. That's not even a thing. That's not even a thing, peanut butter and water. <laughs> you made horrible. that up. That sounds awful. <laughs> peanut butter and water. <laughs> All right. By the way, Wes has new, sun, uh, new glasses. New specs. You want yeah. to talk about it? I, I don't really. I, I like them. I think they look nice. Yeah, thank you. All right. That is covered. Check it off the list. Talking about uh, Wes's glassware. It's not on the list. No, it's not <laughs> on the list. Uh, all right, let's move forward. So we're done. That's it. No more depressing news talk. I hope another day like that doesn't come until the afterlife. Uh, Chris Wessling, we referred to it earlier. Ten summertime trade candidates. You uh, uh, were involved heavily with the Around the League projected starter series, which everyone can still access. Is there a what they call a vanity link to get to that? NFL.com backslash projected starters. A bang. Hubba hubba. Vanity link. <clears throat> yes. We, we put them all. They finished up on Monday. So they're still fresh and out of the oven. Yeah. So, uh, Wes, you had, a, you had a lot of work you put into that. And now when you were going through these teams, some prominent players jumped out to you as guys that no longer fit. So let's throw it to you. You listed in your uh, post on the Around the League blog uh, on the Around the League page. Ten players, and we'll start with number one, which was interesting to me, someone we talked about earlier. Well, this this idea came about, uh, to borrow one of Mark's new favorite phrases, a callback. Mm. You know how we had Hermie the Dentist on the last show? Yes. This is, is like the island beautiful. of misfit toys. <laughs> players that no longer really fit with their team. Christian Ponder, who we talked about earlier, why wouldn't, if you were the Packers or the Saints, or maybe the Falcons, sixth-round pick Christian Ponder, Still has some developmental upside to him. First-round skill set. Better than what you have on your roster. Get him for a conditional six-rounder or something. Saints especially. Wouldn't that be a good pairing, him and Sean Payton? Not as a quarterback of the future, but as a a better backup plan than what these teams have going on. Instead of wasting a sixth-round pick on a guy who will never start a game for you, Sure. maybe try to develop Ponder, sign him to a three-year deal. You can, if he has a... If Breeze does get hurt, Ponders plays well, maybe you can get a third-round pick for him from somebody down the road. You have another quarterback on this list at number two, a guy that's been floated in trade rumors really, I feel like, since the dawn of time. Ryan Mallett, quarterback of the Patriots, potential landing spots, according to Chris Wessling, the two Texas teams, Houston Texans and Dallas Cowboys. Right, the Texans have been connected to him, like you said, for eons. Cowboys, Kyle Orton wants to retire. Cowboys make a lot of sense to me, especially if they're in a contract standoff right now with Orton, and if that doesn't happen, I could see Mallet happening and to Dallas. The Cowboys are flirting with disaster. 
despite the fact that I was once a fan of the man, to turn the team potentially over to Brandon Whedon if Romo gets hurt, which he's had some issues with durability of late, you're basically flushing your season down the toilet. By the way, their other other backup is Caleb Haney. So you essentially have recreated 50% of Cleveland's quarterback roster from a season ago. Why would you do that? (laughs) And the the wrong 50% too. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a really bad statement. Would you guys rather have uh, Ryan Mallett or Christian Ponder if you had to win some games this season? I think I would take Ponder. I would always take a guy that's... Listen, Ponder has is, is got a lot to but, leave desired, but he's started before. And I also think of that Week 17 game in 2012. There, he showed moments. there's something there, yeah, and he's had moments. He's better He's better than some starters that have that I've seen. He gets mentioned among, like, this huge, gigantic bust. I compared him a little bit bad. to a young Rich Gannon. If you strain hard enough, wow. Gannon bounced around the league for a better part of a decade before he finally got his shot. Similar athletically and similarly gifted as a passer, I think Gannon probably saw the field a lot better than Ponder. I'd also take Ponder over Orton. I wouldn't. Well, would Orton, Orton doesn't want to play football right now, well, so that's, that's, well, that's, that's an terrible. issue. That seems like a problem. Well, I deal in the present. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, bouncing around the list a little bit, one name that jumped out to me because it's still – I know he might not be a scheme fit, but it was just a year ago that they moved up all the way to number three in the draft to get – Deion Jordan, the Dolphins. Wes, you have him as number six on this list, and you list the Eagles, Colts, Jets, Saints, and Titans as all potential suitors. Your thoughts on this? I wrote this, and then two days later, all the reports out of Dolphins minicamp this morning were that it looked like someone took a blow-up, some kind of blow-up tool to his muscles and and, uh, shoulders. Wow. That now he looks Mm. like a defensive end, whereas before – he looked like a 3-4 outside linebacker. I still don't know where he plays for the Dolphins because they have Cam Wake and Olivier Vernon at defensive end. Figure but, it out. How yeah. hard can it be? They're all good at football. I don't know. Isn't that their job? So they, they should figure it, up, it out. They Will traded they? up to number three to draft a rotational. No, they should find a way to have him on the field like a starter. With, the the with issue is they didn't on. figure it out last year. Sessler, take somebody off this list and uh, let's talk. You know, the, for me – this concept that the Titans struggling to even be a relevant, interesting team go and draft a tackle, and now they're going to potentially trade Michael Roos. It's uh, are you kidding me? I mean, so you're going to have Michael Ower as your other guy? I also, I, I, it's you're not even upgrading the position overall if you're moving him after taking a rookie. And if I'm the Panthers, if I'm the Panthers, who you have as a potential landing spot, that makes a lot of sense. Well, there's always salary cap issues, That's and Roos has a $6 million salary. Panthers have about $6 million in cap space. They'll need more of that for the offseason. Greg, do you have a name that jumps out at you? Well, you, this isn't going to be the one that gets big headlines, but Rob Hausler I was looking at that one too. jumped out to me just because I don't see why the Cardinals would want to trade him. And I know he hasn't lived up to maybe the hopes that the Cardinals had when they originally drafted him, that, and that was a different regime. Bruce Arians doesn't use the tight end to catch the ball that much, but he adds a little something, and they like having four wide receivers all lined up wide, and Hauser can do that. And when he gets the ball with a little space, he's got some speed. Even if he's the fifth receiver on that team, I think he adds something to them. And I I like those Cardinals, so I hope they keep him. I put him on this list because I don't think Arians will use him. I just don't think he fits that offense. And what good does it do to play him for 15 snaps a game if you can get a draft pick. Well, Arians is someone that you might not see Hauser, for instance, for three or four games, but then suddenly he'll have a seven for 80 and 
it's not bad to have that guy sort of in your back pocket. Especially when you've got Logan Thomas at tight end. <laughs> <laughs> it's a similar point you made with Deion Jordan, Greg. It's like if, if you've got a guy that can play, you know, maybe figure out a way how to use him. Hausler. Hausler for the win. Hausler he's, like in the, he's in like in the Cumbie category of overlooked tight ends with heat. <laughs> a two-person category. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, before we go, I want to talk about Hard Knocks. Uh, I wrote a piece that went up on Monday uh, predicting who I thought would be the team of Hard Knocks. Mm. And uh, I broke it down, and I, I kind of focused on the eight teams that are not protected by the NFL's new bylaws. Um, there are three ways you can avoid hard knocks, by the way, and teams seem to love to avoid hard knocks. A first-year coach is in place, a playoff berth in the past two seasons, a hard knocks appearance in the past 10 years. So that eliminated all but eight teams. Um, we've seen some reports, Pro Football Talk reported last week, that there are potential teams that will volunteer to do it. So you've got to keep that in mind uh, from, the, from the list that's not among the eight. But then I broke down a list of the eight teams, which are Jaguars, Raiders, Steelers, Bills, Cardinals, Giants, Rams and Bears, and I settled on the Bears as the team that I thought made the most sense and also would kind of uh, be a fun team to watch. And I had the Rams at number two, another team that made a lot of sense, and then you can't avoid the Michael Sam subplot, which obviously must be catnip to uh, Hard Knocks producers. Your thoughts, gentlemen? <laughs> I like seeing the Cardinals here on that list. One of the, <laughs> Greg, all in on One the of guys. the teams that were circling for the – Team of around the league, it'd be great to have an NFL Films document of mm. what it was like for a dark horse team on their way to a surprising Super Bowl championship. Bruce Arians and the boys. All right, Greg. Right. <laughs> All right, that'll be fine. Uh, I like the Raiders, to be honest with you. I'm looking at this vulnerable eight, as you called them. I like that. Yes. Uh, they just get picked off. No one really wants to do this show. But Oakland, if you have – a camera trained on Mark Davis for three straight hours. I'm mm. sure you get some nuggets out of that. Raiders would be got, great. Right? I mean, there's a, that's a bizarre team. They would never allow it, I feel like. But they they have to, right? They Well, well, unless there's a way to fight it behind the scenes, which I suspect is. But like the Steelers and Giants are on this list. But I don't know. I find it hard to believe that, that, that they would be forced to do it, knowing the amount of clout they have behind the scenes. But I don't know. I mean, I would love to see, for instance, the Giants or Steelers, two kind of dynasty franchises in this league, see how they're run from behind the scenes. Um, I would really enjoy that. I mean, I, the four teams I also ruled out immediately. Um, just no chance. The Niners, um, I wrote that Jim Harbaugh would literally rather die than be on the show. I, I stand by that. Uh, the Packers, I just don't see the team wanting to do that or the HBO being that interested in uh, Mike McCarthy that close to their proximity for that long. Um, the Broncos, Peyton Manning shoot, shooting Wait, that one down. They what? spent a season on Joe Philbin. Uh, that's true. That's a really fair Philbin point. Philbin was, was a good, good he was sneaky charismatic, though, Joe. Yeah. Joey, Joey <laughs> P. Well, who do, you, who do you want? Remember him picking up gum on the field and tying, shoe, tying shoelaces? Good man. Who do you guys want to see? Like, who would, who would you like? To watch Daniel. anybody but the Rams. Why do you say that? I think the Rams are a strong candidate, though. Because I feel like they let. Then it in. becomes a media. Th- then it becomes a circus. Hmm. I, look, I'm fascinated by Michael Sam's career, but I don't want to talk about it 24 hours a day. And the media tends to do that. Right. It would be. It would be a big part of the show, but it also I could see there's obvious reasons why they would want that involved. It's just a matter of the Rams, who were seemed to be unhappy that Sam had been getting involved with that Oprah reality show that got shot down, now they would or then maybe, turn around and say, hey, come in. Maybe come it was in. HBO that was unhappy that Oprah was getting in their grill. Ooh, conspiracy theory. I like it. Um, 
Yeah, Greg, who do you want on it? Well, I just said Carter. You really, oh, hey, you were serious Carson about that? Carson Palmer was so dynamic in the 2009 Hard Knocks season. Get him back on. And Antonio Cromartie is on the Cardinals. You'd love to check back in, see if you can name his children. <laughs> yeah, I really do think Arians is fantastic as a personality. You got to have a good coach, and then there's a lot of talent. It just seems like that would be a Darnell Dockett following him oh, around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's enough Patrick Peterson. I like that. There's enough personalities. I think you've on swayed team. me on this one. And let me again. Let me try again to make the case for the Bears because you have obviously the, a lot of. Uh, uh, history with that franchise. You have the serious star power. You got Cutler, Brandon Marshall, Matt Forte, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Mark Tressman, who I really, mm. hey, he's a mysterious dude. He spells his name with a C. Any, any Mark with a C, there's an air of mystery around him I've found in my travels in life. <laughs> and he just seems kind of like an interesting dude I'd like to know yeah, about. It's a you solid have, pick. You have Martellus Bennett, who is yeah. one of the funniest guys in the NFL. And even, I'm not as big a fan of his comedic stylings, but Jared Allen is in the mix there. He would be fun to track for five weeks. And this team could go to the Super Bowl. I like when there's some Super Bowl heat attached to a mm, team. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. The Mark- Bears can go to the Super Bowl? Listen, crazier things have happened. Wow. Really? You All don't right. think there's any chance? No, I don't think they have the defense for it. There is something Wizard of Oz-like about Mark Tressman. Yeah, there's I want to see. They're just uh, What is he cooking up? What's going on behind the great and powerful Oz? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, gentlemen. It is time to go. The great Rich Eisen is coming into the studio, and we need to clear out because there's a pecking order here at the NFL. That's not fair. What? Okay, there is a pecking order. Yes. <laughs> so we are going to head on out of here. We'll be back. We will be back on Thursday with our second show. We're only going to do two shows this week, right, Mark? Uh, Greg? That me. that is correct. We'll have a thir- a show posting Thursday. Afternoon. I like that your instinct was to ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> I turn to you for all things, Mark with a C. Uh, but yeah, until Thursday, this is Dan Hansen signing off for the mailman, the sizzler, the boss, and the gold standard, the crestfallen, literally crestfallen gold standard behind the glass. Until Thursday. Yeah, God. Well, do like you need your mic on laboratory. the whole time? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.
I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come